Jackson, Jackson, come over here. Yes? I, I want you to look at this piece. Okay. I want you to tell me, what do you see? Languish? That's an interesting take. That's a very interesting take here. Now, what part of this sculpture makes you see languish? The the man um, ah. in, a, in a languishing position. Ah, interest. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I can see this. So, do, you, do you know the story of this piece, Jackson? No. This is by Bergman Schlongman. It was made over the course of 16 years under his mother's front porch. It's made completely of dirt, cigarette butts, and duck feathers. Wow. That's remarkable. Yes, it's quite nice. I brought you here because A, your mother told me I need to hang out with you. And B, because I want to expand your mind. So I want you to take me to something that you've seen and describe it to me. I don't really understand, but okay. We, we're we're in this exquisite gallery of art, right? I I I want you to bring me to something that stood out to you and tell me why you like it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can do that. Uh, follow me. Yes. So I noticed this over here by the entrance. They have a, a banner ad for a TikTok. Yes. Yes. I, I like it because TikTok is funny and um, <laughs> and I like it to I like it. I watch it. I like to watch it. <laughs> so what is it about this, 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 this banner specifically? The colors are kind of like R RBG light strips. So mm. everyone knows that's cool. And um, just like fun to say, I guess, like TikTok. What do you watch on this TikTok? Shrek memes mostly. This Shrek, I know this. I know this Shrek. He's an ogre, but he's nice. So like people like him. Uh, he's also Austin Powers and Fat Bastard. They're both Shrek. Is that all you do on TikTok? Well, generally, just watch videos on your phone. Well, I, I also do this. P stop, stop, please, please, please stop. That's one of the new dances. Jackson, how old are you? 25. <laughs> <laughs> Jackson, as a 25 year old, you, you really do need to have broader interests than just that. And as my stepdad, you should probably know how old I am. Okay. That's fair. That is fair. Why don't you and I try to do something that I think we could both enjoy? Okay. What do you have in mind? There's a TikTok craze where like we record the reaction of your stepdad listening to your favorite podcast. <laughs> Why not? Let's do it. I'm going to go steal two pairs of headphones from the self-guided tour. <laughs> <laughs> I carry an audio splitter with me, but no headphones. Amazing that you, my my phone magically has a headphone jack again. <laughs> this one's cool. They're um, 
they're kind of like underground they're like up and rising though so they're pretty cool just be beware there's like some swears sometimes i i'm sure my constitution could handle it jackson okay here we go hello <laughs> and welcome to six Jesus. degrees of celebration <laughs> i'm alan i'm matt and we <laughs> are here what you missed because this is an audio thing was he like kicked back <laughs> spread eagles and like goofy goobered his way into the intro <laughs> i like slid away with my rolling chair right oh god how are you alan i'm so good, good. i'm doing great everything's been going fine i mean nothing to complain about and plenty to celebrate how are you doing i'm doing good surviving this rainstorm you you have rain where you are yeah i have a lot of rain oh there's a tropical storm right now isn't there it's a tropical depression <laughs> <laughs> ain't it ain't it though <laughs> ain't it though <laughs> uh yeah no we got we got the remnants of ida mm-hmm. up here so it's mostly just rain it doesn't seem to be too too bad at the moment uh we do have a flash flood warning but i haven't seen any, anything too bad. yeah and i don't think it's gonna be a big deal and then cut to when we release the episode and everybody knows that flash floods like wiped out half of boston's infrastructure <laughs> <laughs> that boston has been lost to the sewer <laughs> the rat gang is now on top am i stupid yes <laughs> but I, <laughs> right it's a mystery solved <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You're a very intelligent man. Thank you. I needed you to say that so that I could now proceed to explain why I am stupid. Okay. (laughs) There are a lot of things I don't understand. It's not a new realization. We know that I have gaps in my brain. Right. Like my discovery of two-ply toilet paper or the correct pronunciation of Tupperware. You just did it again. (laughs) No, I... You did did Tupperware. That... It's tough. Tuck. <laughs> so gaps. So gaps. I have some. <laughs> some giant fucking unfillable gaps, apparently. Something I like to do, though, is when hanging out with friends, I will ask stupid questions. Okay. They're legitimate questions, like questions I don't know the answer to and I want to know the answer to, but I also know that they are full-on dumb brain. When I, when I say stupid questions, they are questions that would be answered through either common sense or general knowledge. Okay. So like how Gillette Stadium in Massachusetts is named after Gillette Razors, as not just a coincidence that they have the same name and color scheme. Right. Yes. I actually really enjoy asking these questions because I think it's like a win-win. I get to increase my toddler level of intellect and the people (laughs) I'm with get to enjoy that feeling of being sought out for their knowledge. You know, like when someone asks you a question and you like full on know the answer, like it's, it's fun to be able to impart that knowledge. It makes you feel good. I agree with that. Yeah. There is a moment where you kind of like, or at least get validated in your knowledge. Okay, cool. Like I know this is someone who knows the answer this is going to tell me. Like Gillette Stadium being there with Gillette Razors. Or <laughs> I was at work because I was learning to make cocktails. And they're like, oh, well, here's the difference between a shaken and a stirred drink. And I'm like, oh, this is this why you do that? You, you explain this to me because I don't actually know. I was like, yeah, you shake one and you stir one and it just makes right, it so taste like, so like, different. Right. So like shaken 
would be matched with a citrus because with the water in the ice that's in the shaker, it adds more water to the alcohol. So it's less alcohol forward. But if you stir a drink, you want it to be less alcohol forward or more alcohol forward. So you don't add a citrus. I don't understand. So like a margarita, like a margarita is shaken. Yeah. So you have your tequila, you have your triple sec, you have your lime uh-huh. with your ice. And then you chicka 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 chicka. And shaking makes the ice melt? Yeah. So basically, since it's breaking up the ice, it's adding more water to the drink. Oh, okay. And thus making it you know, less alcohol forward. Versus if I just like stirred some stuff in a glass and then poured it into another glass, there's less water being added to the drink. Alcohol forward is just a different way of saying like strong? Yeah, more or less. Um, it, just, it just tastes more like the base spirit. Like you're going to taste the vodka oh. or the whatever else more than you would in a margarita or like a, uh, uh, what's another shake and drink? Like a tropical like blast a tropi- or whatever. Right, like a tropical, you know, whatever. So like those drinks we used to get in bars and people would make fun of us, but you'd sip it and you'd be like, ooh, that's dangerous. Yeah. Those are like not alcohol forward. Those are not alcohol forward because you don't necessarily taste the alcohol. You're not getting that burning. Okay. Or you could still get one, but get a really high quality alcohol that doesn't burn at all. Those are some of my favorite memories when you when you sip a drink that's like real fruity and just that feeling of like, oh, that's dangerous. Yes. <laughs> there's a there's a bar. I'll say I'll call it a bar um, near me because <laughs> like it's like, like they serve food, but it's a bar. Um, there's a room where you can get alcohol. <laughs> right. But it's like it's one of the things where like technically the 99 is a is a bar, but it's a rest like. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So this place is called Trina's Starlight Lounge. <laughs> it's great. Okay. It's fantastic. The names of things in Boston. It's Jesus. great. It's great. Uh, it's in, I think, technically in Somerville. I went there last Friday and they had a blended like coconut tropical tiki drink. And I'm like, oh, this is like, I got that feeling that like this yeah. is dangerous. <laughs> Ooh, like, <laughs> plus I got a corn dog. <laughs> From the bar? Yeah, they serve corn dogs. They have a kitchen there. They serve food, like fall food. The vibe is more of a bar. I don't understand. Well, come down. I'll explain to you. Okay. All right. Sounds good. I still have to give you your birthday present. I know. And then we cut to the live episode that we record in Trina's. Yeah. And everyone's just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, I'm here. Uh, we're <laughs> it's like just shit. It's just shit. It's totally it shit, but it's the, the first time we get together. He's like, hi, welcome to the live recording. And then it's from the back of the room. Shut up. Are those guys recording? Hey, stop recording. It's a public space. Yeah, basically like that. So this feeling. <laughs> this feeling, this feeling of getting new information. Yeah, and of being the one to impart the information. Anytime older folks come to me and they ask for help with their phones, oh man. You are a god among men. Yeah. That like feeling of like weird unearned pride Mm -hmm. when one of them goes, how did you learn that? Right. (laughs) I remember, I remember I, when I used to work for Amazon, I had a woman who came in fairly regularly and asked for me by name because I would help her like buy books on the internet. (laughs) She was like, 
Okay, you are you are Alan Turing. You are uh, you are you are the second oh guy. You are a genius, and I like helped her buy like an iPad case once, and she came in with like, "Look, it came," and I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's how online shopping works." She's like, "I just wanted you to see that it actually came," and I'm like, "Thank <laughs> oh you." Oh my god, that's crazy! <laughs> it's really cute, but I'm just like, "Yeah, cool." <laughs> I had somebody tell me today, they were like, can you come to my apartment and help me print this picture? I will bring it up and print and it won't print. Bring it up and print. And it won't print. I am at my wits end. Right. I'm ready to jump out this window. And you're just like, <laughs> okay. Like on the phone, like, uh, it's okay. We're, well, I can get you through this. <laughs> this like traumatic life event. Was this at work? <laughs> Yeah. Was this, like a, was this a resident? Or? Yeah, it was some older woman who was just like, I'm ready to jump out my window. It's like, it's don't. First off. I got, I got you. Stop that. She's like, I'm willing to pay you. Can I pay you? It's like, no, I get paid to do it. It's my job. Like, you don't have to, to worry do about my right. compensation. Yeah, I can help you with it. Oh, man. I love those moments, though, where... I have something that can help these people that just like lack this knowledge. Right. And that's the feeling my friends get when I like raise my hand and I'm like, oh, why are they called flip flops? Is it because of the sound it makes when you walk on them? I'm like, yeah, that's an actual realization I had on our honeymoon. I'm pretty sure. Why are they called flip flops? Yeah. Well, I was sitting there. I was like walking in them. I was like, oh, <laughs> this is why. You're like, that makes sense. People should be less afraid to look stupid. I think in all manners of life, that's true. If you're wondering something, then just ask, unless it's highly inappropriate, in which case, ask in a social setting. <laughs> yes. So I know this has been an ongoing saga in the background of this podcast. I finally got my bookcase. Oh, yeah! <laughs> hey! Fucking shit! Oh, my God! He got it! Yes! And I'm sure your wife is just like, what? what? I'm sorry, I threw my head. No, I know. What? I'm sure your wife is just like, stop. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I got my bookcase. I put it together. The putting it together process was a whole ordeal because it's like, it came flat packed. So it's like all these different parts that do not have a lot of room to spread out. And. <laughs> Jake is just staring at me like, what the hell is that? Like, can I see it? Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, can we, yeah. Hey, that's a pretty slick bookcase. Yeah. You got a piled full of stuff. Yeah. And there's more space too. Oh, that was the thing. It's like, I'm not like cramming things in there. I'm like, oh, there's space in here. There's, bre there's like breathing room. Yeah. You can be smart about it. Yeah. Yeah. I was just very happy because when I unpacked everything, got it set up, I was like, so this is what it feels like to be like settled in. Like, I think mm. unpacking that was my like, okay, you live here now moment. Well, your books are like a big part of your personality. For sure. Um, I think it's that and like putting hanging stuff, like hanging pictures and like hanging decorations is like, that is it. Yeah, I totally agree. So we ended up shifting the whole dynamic of the room. <laughs> I see you're at a new angle. Yes. <laughs> we had it in one way 
And then I wanted to get settled in. So I hung all my stuff up. I did this really cool like art collage with everything right by my desk. And then we one night Jenny was like, what if we moved the couch over here? And then for like the next hour, we just like moved shit around. And the way we have it now is way more open and the flow of the room is awesome. But my desk is in a different place and my shit's still on the wall over there. It works. <laughs> I'm just like, well, I guess the reading nook now has like a, a print from Shen Comics. That works, though. It does. Yeah. It works. And it's also like deciding what you can hang. Like when I started putting something like planning out where I'm going to hang everything or when I started hanging everything, I was like, what's going to go where? It's like, all right, so like the Batman comics can go there. My little, you know, canvases can go there. And I'm like, okay, you've put most everything up or plan to put everything most up. You have more room. Like you have more wall space. What can you do? And I was like, I can just find stuff to hang. <laughs> Like, I mean, it's a hat, but I guess I could hang it. <laughs> yeah, get a hat thing. Like, what did what did you end up doing? So, I've I mentioned them on, on on the pod before. Broadsheet Coffee in Cambridge, they have these burlap sacks for coffee <laughs> with like cool <laughs> art on them. Oh, whoa, really? Yeah. So I'm like, you mean like coffee decor? Kind right. Of things? Like, like not like decor. Brands? Like brands. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. And I just like them. So I'm like, <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just think they're neat. Uh, <laughs> um, so I'm looking yeah, at my li- <laughs> If you're not real, how can <laughs> I feel this way? way? <laughs> <laughs> that, so those are, for those two characters, it's that moment that makes me love them. It's mm. Marge holding a potato going, I just think it's neat. And <laughs> Linda singing to the porcelain babies. <laughs> it's so funny because my mom has precious moments, those like little that porcelain lot, yeah. things. So it's like watching Linda do that. I'm like, You're just oh, like, oh, so I get it. If you're not real, how can I feel this way? Oh, baby. <laughs> and then it cuts to Bob in the back, just like, Lynn. 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 Half of that actor's job is just to make like low tones of uncomfortableness. Yes. I also think that like he he definitely is gifted with a very recognizable voice. Yeah. Like he uh, recently I started watching last week tonight with John Oliver. Wait, did I have a stroke or is that a title? That's the title. Last week Tonight. tonight. Yeah. Which, okay. Yeah, so it's it's one of like the comedy news things. Wait, is it called Tonight with John Oliver? No, Last Week Tonight. It, the title is Last Week Tonight right. with where John he ta- Oliver. Where he talks about the last week in news. Tonight. On Sundays. Okay, right, He's like, I get it. It's like, we're going to, you know, think about this little, like, we're not going to go like right in and talk about it when we don't know everything. Um, but he, it's a great, it's, it's a great, great show. It's really, really funny. But since we were, still living in unprecedented times they have been recording in the void being a white room oh god and the joke basically became that the void was a person and was voiced by h john benjamin what <laughs> like the void is sentient right so he'd be like hi welcome to the show still coming to you from the void you know for x amount of time and the void would be like you know I'm sharing this space with you too, and be in, in his voice. 
and it'd be great. He is one of those voice actors where he doesn't need versatility. No. It's just like, this is what I am. <laughs> he does the same exact <laughs> voice for Bob as he does for Archer. And oh, the crossover episode between Bob's Burgers <laughs> yeah. and Archer is so good. So oh, it's just so okay. perfect. <laughs> I'm done after I've done after on the bookcase after this, but I just want to mention mm-hmm. uh, H. John Benjamin has a jazz album. <laughs> it makes so much sense when you say uh, it. it's like, how did he not have a jazz right. album? What makes it great is that he does not play an instrument. He does not know how to play anything. But he made a jazz album. And so you have these like super (laughs) (laughs) You have these like super talented jazz musicians who are going and riffing and (laughs) like going. And then it's just him like like playing piano just like I was so lost. So I thought you you meant like this is he like produced like no, I produced this jazz He plays on a jazz record <laughs> and he cannot he play. Doesn't know what he's doing exactly. <laughs> what a middle finger to the art of jazz. <laughs> it's called um, jazz daredevil. Okay. <laughs> it's just like these again these super duper talented musicians and he's just like yeah playing out of key out no rhythm just dig it. Like, here's a <laughs> here's a segment from it. We're gonna play a segment from the album. What was it? Jazz Daredevil. Jazz Daredevil by that gentleman whose name I've already forgotten. Uh, H. John Benjamin. Are we ready? Yep. All right. We're rolling. All right. A one, a two, a one, two, three. <laughs> I don't play piano at all, and um, I'm not a a huge fan of jazz. I never was, and that's why I thought it would be funny to make a jazz album. The guys who were playing alongside me were good, and you can hear that. This is probably the first time I played with someone who couldn't play jazz at all. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't, I didn't get it. I didn't get it when I first heard about it. I don't get it now. I mean, maybe he's a visionary. I don't know. But, you know, it was, it was thoroughly horrible. <laughs> definitely achieved what I was going for. In hindsight, I don't think it's um, the best idea in the world. It's Everything. great. It's Everything. very, very, very funny. <laughs> it's so funny. And it's a whole album. It's a, it's like five songs. I think it's like five songs. Oh, it's so good. It's like, and I don't like jazz. <laughs> <laughs> he just has a very, just a very dry delivery. It's great. 
And he has one of those voices that when you hear it, you're like, that's funny. And I forgive you for everything you just said. Okay, so the album is called Well, I Should Have. Oh, it's like 30 minutes of music. Oh, my God. It's under John Benjamin Jazz Daredevil. Let's role play for a second. Okay. We're out walking in the street. Yep. Uh, I'm walking separately from you. We're coming or approaching each other. Yep. And uh, you go to greet me. Hello. Uh, sorry, I just shat <laughs> myself. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? This is what it feels like to be socially anxious. What? <laughs> I get socially anxious when I interact with people, other human beings in the world. Right. As you do socially. And it's a necessity. Right. For some. Most. I wish I had a job that it wasn't necessary. Interacting with people? Yeah, yeah. But then at the same time, I think I'd go crazy if I wasn't able to talk to people. Yeah. I mean, I think if we've learned anything, it's that, you know, we are social creatures. Yeah, absolutely. So in that vein, I don't want to feel this way anymore. So aside from therapy, mm -hmm. which I'm working on going back to. Awesome. And books, which I have and am reading, I'd like to supplement my growth with some exposure therapy. Okay. And I need your help. Okay. I'd like to go into the streets and record conversations with strangers. Like walk up and be like, hi, can I talk to you? Yes. Like Billy on the street level, walk up to people. <laughs> Man, for a dollar, name a woman, that kind of. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay. But I need your, I need your help figuring out in what way I should interact with these people, whether it is of the vein of Billy on the street or whether it's something else. I think to ease your way in, the easiest way would be to have a question or have a reason to approach them, to have something to say to them instead of just being like, hi. Okay, have a question. Like that's it, like that's it. Like, is that just saying, hi, can I talk to you? Um, like I Hi, can can we talk? Right, exactly. Uh, about what? Just Yeah. Um Yep. Well, you like, go first. Well it's like I was I I had to run some errands and a guy complimented the shirt I was wearing. Okay. And we talked about what was on my shirt. So maybe I could start conversations with compliments. I feel like this is also like kind of teaching an alien how to like be a human being. <laughs> When I greet them, should I like walk right for them? Should I wait for them to come to me? I, I mean, I think for you, the biggest thing would be initiating it. I think that's where a lot of mm -hmm. anxiety comes from, at least for me. That's true. Is initiating the conversation. Okay, so I have to approach. These are all rules and guidelines I'm gonna be using for these live recordings. And I am gonna be recording so how do you approach someone and talk to them while you're recording and not come across like you are trying to steal their information? Have it in your hand. Don't have it be a secret. <laughs> just like lean. I have my phone in my pocket, like leaning my hip right, towards well, them. Like, can you like, say that a little louder? Right. And towards my groin? Well, you can be like, hi, I'm recording conversation with strangers for a project. Ooh, project is a good word. Project sounds much more professional than podcast, and it gives the untrue assumption that I'm a student. <laughs> and people love helping students. Like, oh, you poor thing. That's good. That's very good. What I was thinking as a potential idea yeah. is surveying people 
for their own degree of celebration. What is something you want to celebrate? Yeah. Okay. I think people like that. Hi, for a project, can you answer a question for me? What is something you want to celebrate? Yeah. But it's also like, I feel, I feel like this is going to kind of let you know that it's okay to talk to strangers. What, like doing this? Yeah. Yeah. That's why I want to do it. Because you can you can read as many tips and tricks about how to be sociable and stuff. But if you're not actually going out and talking to people, right. then you're not making progress in my mind. I agree with that. So what I'm also going to do on top of what you've now laid out for me. Uh, oh, actually, no. What am I supposed to be wearing? Clothes. Cool clothes? Clothes. Does it just wear what you feel comfortable in? Comfy. Yeah, what, what, what you feel confident in, you know? Comfy, confident clothes. This is very alien lessons. <laughs> I feel comfy in pajama pants, but I don't feel confident in this. Right. So like if someone saw you in pajama pants that was not your wife or a house guest. Right. Wear something that you would have people comfortable seeing you in. All right. So I'm going to follow those guidelines. I'm going to dress comfy, confident chic and i am going to (laughs) (laughs) approach them say that for a project oh wait i have to start with a compliment i'm going to approach them i'm going to compliment them i'm going to say for a project i would like you to name something you'd like to celebrate and then after that i will ask them five questions collect a hundred person survey and i will make jenny and you play the feud (laughs) (laughs) is this so you can be steve harvey no, it's just something I've wanted to do for a while. Okay. I'm like, I, this is like all the boxes are getting checked. I, I get to work on myself. I get to produce some funny content and I get to have fun with both of you guys. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's a good plan. Now, what I'm also going to do is I didn't mention this part. The first 50 people I survey are going to be in VR. Okay. Just for that's like a COVID Right. It's just going to be easier for me to find 100 people if 50 of them can be in the inner space. That's fair. And just a disclaimer to everyone. This is how I feel right now. Like what I feel I need. I'm not suggesting everyone go attempt exposure therapy to deal with your anxiety. I understand that. Yeah. Uh, Exposure therapy can be helpful for certain things. But obviously we're not, you know, therapists. We're not mental health professionals. So do this, you know, at your own discretion more mental health enthusiasts or sufferers <laughs> hobbyists <laughs> i do this for fun i'm a whole mental health <laughs> sufferer i'm a self-taught <laughs> I'm, I'm a i'm self-reinforced i'm a self-taught depressive <laughs> oh, no. i'm a self-taught self-loather <laughs> yeah hey there we got there <laughs> There's the title. <laughs> I think it'd be a good project for you. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm really, actually, I'm very nervous. My heart hurts, but I'm very excited too. <laughs> I can understand that. I think any new undertaking is that mix of like, ah, like what's going on? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if you feel this way when you encounter this phenomenon of a short work week, but when I have a short work week, no one can touch me like i like don't talk to me i'm only working four days this week like so you're like in the you mean like you're in the best mood yes oh does that happen during the work week or after during oh so because it's, it's like a 
just get through the four, and then you're then you're good. Huh. Um, I just let Jake out. Hold on. <laughs> oh, yes. It has been too long. <laughs> now my rage will pass through the land across the elven hills, and you will feel my suffering. Welcome back. Yeah, I heard that like across the room. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. No, your mics, your, your headphones are too loud. I'm deaf. Um, <laughs> so like, if on a Monday I'm like, all right, you just have to make it to Thursday. You just have to make it to third, like that. Yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. This week I have a short week, and then next week I have a short week. Oh, and so I'm just that's like, that's gonna feel awesome. Huh? Like, because we have a labor day, labor day on Monday, mm-hmm. and so I don't work Monday. I'm like. That's a day. And then I have Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then I'm taking Friday off. Oh, because I have a concert on Thursday. And I'm like, I'm not. That's a three day work week. It's a three day work week. <laughs> and a concert. <laughs> <laughs> My first concert since like precedented times. Yeah. <laughs> Before the air was a deadly virus. <laughs> The sun is a deadly laser. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So it's just like, I don't know why, but whenever that happens, it's like, oh, my, like, like I said, no one can touch me. That's so interesting. I approach it completely differently. I pretend it's a normal work week until like the night of the next day. And then I like get giddy like a little kid when I realize I'm not going to work the next day. I can understand that approach. I think just for me, I'm just like, I'm very much a planner now. Mm-hmm. I'm very much like, all right, here's how my week has to go. Since I do that, I'm looking at the entire thing. So it's like, okay, Friday's off. Like, Friday, you know, you don't have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't you going to be stuck in this kind of weird mindset when you come back after two short weeks and you're like, this is the longest week of my life? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not now's problem. <laughs> that's future Matt's right, problem. Exactly. Fuck that guy. Exactly. <laughs> Setting him up for failure. It's gonna be great. You gotta watch out for number one, which is me. Current now. Pre- <laughs> current, current, current timeline me. <laughs> Canon me. <laughs> There's something to be said about not caring about your future self or like viewing yourself in kind of three different mental spaces where you will be like, yeah, I don't want to do that. I'll wait till Friday. And then Friday rolls around and you're like, fuck you, dude. Like, why did you wait on this? <laughs> no, for <laughs> As sure. As if it's like a fully different person. Yes. And it's funny how like how some certain days end versus how like today ended. Like the other day, like I had 16 things pop up at me at work in like the last hour. And I'm like, ha, like, ha. And then, <laughs> and then the, like the next day I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> click, click. <laughs> Just about my day versus the end of the day before, which was like <laughs> just overwhelmed. So you're, you're saying that like you coming to it later felt like a different person approaching yeah. it. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Okay. I had like the, the distance. That's how everything is. Yeah. Well, it's like, they always say like, if you're, if like, if you make something, don't edit in the same time. Like, don't finish yeah. it and then don't, don't just go right to editing it. Like take a break. Yeah, absolutely. 
If you're doing art and you're posting it, draw whatever you're drawing and then like put it aside and wait 24 hours and then come back to it. Then if you like it, like you can post it. Yes. But I always hated like posting something and then the next day I'm like feeding my ego and I'm like, oh no, (laughs) I didn't fill in that texture. Like, fuck. (laughs) And this is also going to kind of call with that, but like seeing professionals mess up is always like a, huh. Yeah. One of the worst kept secrets in comics is a Batman cover done by Todd McFarlane, who's a a pretty well-known comic guy with like two mistakes on it. Okay. Like there's a section, uh, it's like Batman posing in front of a moon with like the cape, like doing the thing. Doing the cowl in front thing. Right, yeah. Um, And like there's a spot where his, like where his arm and the moon, there's a little gap here. And this little gap is not the color of the moon. Oh, oh, okay. Do you, do you like it when you find like professionals making mistakes? I mean, I think a, a part of me likes it just because I'm like, oh, thank God you're human. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like how I always talk about things being accessible. Like when I see somebody make a continuity error in like a blockbuster movie or whatever. Right. You're I'm like, always oh. like, oh. How many people had their eyes on that? And then like in Elf, when he kicks the frame on the wall and it falls off and then the next frame, the things like back on the wall. It's like, oh, come on, Elf. (laughs) Come on, Elf. Okay, come on, Will Ferrell. I found it. See, cool cover. Looks great. The hell is that? Oh, no, they didn't fill in the color. Oh, no. So here and here. Oh my God. Yeah, and you're right. When you're in it, it's so easy to overlook those things. Writing emails, mm-hmm. you can write an email and like right after you write it, read it through like three times and you're like, that's fine, send it. And then you're like, what the fuck? There's like grammatical yeah. errors all over this. Yes, and it's, it's, it's tragic. It's, it's the tragedy of our eyes. There was an age long past where magic existed, and there were secrets hidden for only the most inquisitive to discover. It was called a DVD menu. Oh my God. (laughs) How fucking cool were those things? Back in the day, there were DVD menus that had like secret hidden things you could find by like moving around the cursor and you would like click on something random and you'd get like a blooper or a weird behind the scenes thing. How fucking cool was that? A hundred percent. Like I remember Cloverfield had one. That was my favorite. Like the OG Cloverfield? Yeah. In the DVD menu. It was like if you went to the chapter screen on one of the chapters, you like went up, but then like hit up again, it went to the left and it had like a different thing and it was this clip of like this blooper reel they had one in shrek they did yeah yeah they had one in the harry potter movies did they yes and it was like a full-on like secret hidden mini game in the menu it was fucking crazy you went and like you hit the bricks on diagon alley and like doing all this stuff like it was a full interactive like hidden dvd thing that's intense yeah Jeez. I think I remember Chicken Run having one. Do you remember Chicken Run? I do remember the Chicken Run, but I don't remember <laughs> the, the blooper. I don't want to be a pie. Uh, <laughs> I don't the, want to that's be the, a pie. That's the, the only line anyone ever knows from that movie. <laughs> but also like to go into say, like a bigger thing about like Easter eggs, like in video games. Do you remember FAQs? Like the website? Like the, well, like the website, like FAQ documents. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. There were these DOS-style documents that were like the length of novels, and it rocked you <laughs> through the entire thing. Every collectible, every upgrade, every everything, every Easter egg, all of it. And it was just this like war and peace size document <laughs> that would walk you through Crash Bandicoot 3 time warp. And even though it was digital, it was like formatted like those old Scantron like a, printers. Yeah, like, a, like, a, like a DOS document. <laughs> yeah, it was like, what? Why is it like this? Right, but then like, but then you remember like all of these document, like all of these Easter eggs were used to be so elaborate. Yeah. And so hard to, like you need to work for them. There was one I remember. I remember there's a whole show on G4 about Easter eggs um, and like secrets and like cheats and all that. But I remember there's one in GTA three i think it's i think it's san andreas um we're like on top of the bridge if you go to like one of the gates gateways in the bridge there's a there's like a texture that says you're not supposed to be up here oh like on the like on the bridge it's like oh that's awesome like (laughs) i loved how way back in the day there were easter eggs and like difficult things to do that yielded like something yes yielded a gameplay change or something like yes that. god of war did one that i really liked what was it they had their version of the infinity gauntlet okay you could if like in, if you did this side quest you got the like it was like it was like the gauntlet of shattered realms oh shit and it was like your side weapon and you could like collect five stones that only fit in that it didn't mm-hmm. go anywhere else it just fit the gauntlet and like you could like <laughs> I was like, that's an Easter egg and a power up, like, and and the fact that like it wasn't like a pre-order DLC thing. No, no. Way back in the day, in the old Halo games, like Halo Two and on, mostly Halo Two though, they had the skulls everywhere. I remember this. So you'd play through a campaign level, and hidden in random places, there would be a skull that if you found, you could then activate to like make some kind of change in the game. Mm-hmm. Which is- just like freaking awesome like like way to reward me for exploring and then you get to find all these other like weird scenes or stuff or like rooms or what like all of that i just miss the days where cheat codes weren't extras in the freaking main menu right you had to you had to work for it and it felt cool, you know, like back before achievements, it was like an unspoken thing. Like, oh man, if I complete this game on the hardest difficulty, I bet it's gonna unlock some kind of cool weapon or a skin, yeah, like, but now everything's achievement based. So like the developers don't have to develop these really cool ways to reward you for playing their game. You just like, you got an achievement, there you go. When I die, what really happens to those achievements? I've been having these weird existential things where like, why are we nice to people? Because I'm nice to that person, but then they die and their kids die and their kids' kids die. And nobody even remembers that person existed. Like maybe they're in a list somewhere, but nobody knows who they were or like how they acted. Like why, why should I be nice to them? And then they're just like, sir, this is the Wendy's. <laughs> Basically. Jenny's like, you should do it because it puts more good out into the world. That's your memoir. It's just like, what happens to my Animal Crossing when I die? <laughs> <laughs> my villagers, my villagers. <laughs> Who's going to take care of my villagers? <laughs> what about my Nintendo from 2006? Um, that kind of stuff makes my brain melt. Yeah. Why do we do anything? And, and like the deeper level of like, 
the value of digital mediums. Can I offer an answer? Yeah. Uh, watch The Good Place. Oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> That's why we do it. Right. <laughs> it's to get into The Good Place. They go into this, you know, whole debate about like, what do we owe each other? Yeah, that's true. Like, why do we do any of this? And it's just, they have these very interesting approaches of like, well, you do it for yourself or for others or for, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. But it's, there is no answer. There's just kind of different approaches. There is no answer. But Matt is the answer. Don't do that. Don't put that pressure on me. <laughs> You're married. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me choose. <laughs> I can posit an answer. Soup dumplings. That's why? That's why we do anything is for soup dumplings. I love dumplings so much recently. It's awful, but I like, ugh. Dumplings look delicious, but I've never eaten one. Oh my God. The things I would do for just dumplings at any given moment. Did you say you've never had a dumpling? Yeah, I've never had a dumpling. Dumplings are like one of my favorite foods. Okay. <laughs> when I work at Juliet on Saturday evenings, I was there until like 10, 30, 11. And the last time I ate was like 3.34. And so what I want to do is I want to get something to eat before I go to bed. And so I usually just say like Uber eats something quick, which is usually at this point dumplings because it's like 20 minutes away. <laughs> and I'll be here in like 20 minutes. So what I do is I do that and I'm just like in my bed and it's like, this is everything to me. <laughs> <Just> this <laughs> is great. Yes, dumplings in it's your great. Bed. It's fantastic. And I would change <laughs> nothing about it. It's like such a I, dumplings are like such a, a yeah pudgy food in general. What I think is interesting is that so many cultures have a dumpling. Really? Have a dumpling thingy. Oh. So like Mexican food, it's an empanada. Or, or, or Spanish food, it's an empanada. What did you call it? An empanada? Nope. What did you call that country? Mexican. You said Mexican. I said Mexican. Okay. Play it back. Mexican food, it's an empanada. Mexican, Mexican, Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I, I shouldn't say Mexican because it's not Mexican. Different Latino cultures have like empanadas or anything else. It's like, kind of like, a, like a dumpling kind of thing. Jews have knishes. Okay. Which is great. British people have like pasties, but it's just like just dumplings or <laughs> that, that thing. That thing is just like universal. Just like, I like this food. Let's wrap it up. In a thing. Right. <laughs> but I think I like soup dumplings because there is a certain elevation to it. Like I can wrap a thing in a thing. Like I can do that. <laughs> I do that. Right. But the minute you're like, I'm going to put a thing, but I'm also going to put like soup in it. Wait, soup dumplings have soup in them? Right, like they have a broth in them. You're not you're not eating dumplings with soup. No. They have the soup in them. You're eating like a bread bowl full of like soup, yes. but it's a dumpling. Yes. Now you understand why I'm <laughs> obsessed with <the>, like <laughs> How are you not like laying in bed like you take a bite and the soup just pours all over you? Cuz what you're supposed to do is you have a spoon and you like bite, drain the soup into the spoon and go <laughs> it's great. It's amazing. <laughs> You're like you, siphoning out the you filling. Don't, you don't have to. You can just go like oh, and <laughs> get everything. And just get everything. Out. It's great. Oh, that sounds awesome. Can you choose the kind of soup? You can. I mean, you can. You can. You can like choose the filling. So you can, like pork or chicken or shrimp or well, you can't get shrimp. But like, the broth is usually the same. the same. 
That sounds fucking awesome. It's I great. I want to do that so bad. Come, vi- come down. Yes. <laughs> we have things here. You don't have things where you are. <laughs> Hold on. Sorry, Jake's freaking out. I hear. Foolish mortal, I will cast my evil upon you. Rain fire on your friends. I can hear you. Shut up. <laughs> I think that was all three. Yeah, that was all three yeah. of mine. Was that all three of yours? Yeah. But you know who else is always a degree? Like he inspired yes! the maker of our theme song, The Process. Fucking love that guy. Lakey. 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 Hey, Lakey. I'm going to message Lakey Inspired this episode because we are at our 25th episode. Wow. And and this is official episodes. I'm not counting the mini-sodes and things. Right. 25, baby. A quarter of 100. We've been doing this for... A while. Four or five months, maybe, at this point. We are so thankful you guys are here, and I'm going to let Lakey know that we are thankful as well and give him a big, big thank you for the use of that sweet, dripping, acoustic love that is the process. That got weird. And I'm sorry. No, you're not. But it's how I feel. (laughs) My feelings are valid. (laughs) Alan, thank you for potting with me. Keurig pods are filling up landfills and destroying the environment. I'm not saying we're better than Keurig, but you won't find a fish choking on our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for being here, Matt. Play Play us us out. out. That was interesting. Yeah, and look at this filter I put on you. Oh, I'm a cat. Yeah. Do people like it yet or? Yeah, you're trending. Oh. Hashtag cat dad. Is this how people become a meme? Yep, you're a meme now, dad. Oh, cool. I'll just call me dad. Maybe. We're going to be okay.